Welcome to the Find Your Voice, Change Your Life podcast with psychologist Dr. Doreen Downing. Listen in as Doreen interviews people who felt they didn't have a voice or who suffered extreme speaking anxiety. You'll hear stories about how they struggled to speak up, what they did to find their authentic voice, and the confidence they now feel to speak up and make an impact. If you want to get started right away to find your voice, download Doreen's free 7-Step Guide to Fearless Speaking at Doreen7Steps.com. And now, here is Doreen. Hi, I'm Dr. Doreen Downing, and I'm host of the Find Your Voice, Change Your Life podcast. What I love about providing this space for people is that they get to come in and share life stories. They get to share mostly, because that's what our topic is, about how they didn't have a voice and what might have happened to them maybe early on in life or maybe even after they entered the workforce. We don't know, but we're quite open here today to get curious about the story that's going to come out from our guest today. And she is a wonderful friend I've met through the internet. This is what makes internet so amazing is that you get to really connect heartfully and authentically with people around the globe. Thank you, Melanie, for being my friend. Absolutely. This has been so much fun. We were in a contest together on a LinkedIn group and we just connected and I just adore you and appreciate you. And so I am honored to be here with you tonight. This is going to be fun. Wonderful. Yes. Well, you sent me a bio and it's always good to get that out so people get a little sense of even though the story might have been challenging for you, look at you now. So is that okay if I could just read the bio? Sure. All right. Melanie Ake is the founder of Everyday Leaders Professional Coaching and Consulting. And guess what? She's from Indianapolis. (laughs) So the organization provides leadership development resources and strategies to corporations, nonprofits, and community programs to create sustainable systems for consistent growth. Those are some big words, but they're so powerful, right? Sustainable systems. So I always like to, when I'm reading, go, wow, look at that. <laughs> so, <laughs> but this, there's more, more, more. She's been a Maxwell leadership coach, speaker, and trainer since 2016, and in 2020 became the first U.S. affiliate Y coach with the Y Institute. And Melanie believes that consistent personal growth provides the clarity and the courage. Oh, there's, there's the words again, clarity and courage. I always like to emphasize that, that people, hey, pay attention. You know, this is growth provides the clarity and the courage to overcome any obstacle in our life. Oh, one more. I have to take a big <laughs> breath because you are amazing how much you Um, been able to accomplish. And I'm sure all of this is from personal learning, not just you didn't pop out this way. But one more thing I want to say before we get on with our our show today. Uh, She's founded multiple women's leadership programs, including and co-founding Scale for Women, helping women achieve sales, confidence, and leadership excellence. So that was a full mouthful. But again, I feel like it's It only is so beautifully written and because of of your life experience. Oh, thank you. It's been a journey. It's it's absolutely been a journey. And that's 
you know, you have to learn all those lessons to get you where you really need to get clear. And that's what helps you get that courage. And um, and so I, I love to share the story because I think a lot of people can identify with the things that I've gone through, the challenges that I've had in my own life and career and getting eliminated at 50 years old. You know, that was one of the big things in corporate America that I always felt like, oh, gosh, well, that happened to me. And it did. <laughs> so you have to always be prepared. Uh-huh. Well, I always like to, especially for people from other states, <laughs> we're, uh, I'd like to go back early history just to get a sense of, well, where were you born and into a family and were you the oldest or the youngest middle child? Just give us a little brief kind of snapshot of where where that was. Yeah. So I was born, I'm an only child, actually, in, I was born in Orlando, so home of Disney World. and. Shortly after I was born, my family moved to Indianapolis, where my great-grandparents had established an evangelistic center. So it, back in the day, it was a tabernacle nursing home, a community center, a school. It was one of a, a kind in the day, and it was right here, about three miles from where I live today. It, uh, it developed into quite an establishment, and John Maxwell's father actually preached with my great-grandfather at this tabernacle. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of history in my DNA about where I am today and connecting those dots, like Steve Jobs says. Uh-huh. Um, so so that's kind of where it started. And my influence continued to just know that I was I was really developed to be a community advocate, a community leader, and a community developer. And And so that's really, you know, the history there. And then my father passed away when I was five. Oh. And um he was treated from developing kind of a, a cough, and then he thought he pulled a muscle and ended up at Stanford for treatment and uh, found out that he had lung cancer. So he died within four months of being diagnosed, and uh, then we shortly moved to to Florida where he passed away, and then and then back to Indianapolis. Um, but you know, when I think about my history, Doreen, I think about the first kind of eleven years of my life, ten years of my life nine years of my life, I went to seven schools, mm-hmm. seven schools, three kindergartens, <laughs> California, where I started uh, in Palo Alto, <laughs> close to where you are, uh, then Orlando, and then Indianapolis. And so being able to adapt to change and being able to communicate, right, with people from different areas that I, I didn't know, I wasn't familiar with, but I had to find the confidence to be able to survive. And I think it taught me a lot. Oh, it had to. And I'm just getting the sense of here's this bright little character going into a new environment and learning how how new environments work. Because you talk about going into uh, corporations and you're a consultant. And I think that that's partly what skill it takes is being able to go into a room and not know anybody and figure things out pretty quickly, you know, either how to fit in or in your case now, uh, what you're doing in consulting is figuring out how to help. I'm not sure at five years old you were figuring out how to help, but you sure were developing some ease with entering into unfamiliar environments. Mm -hmm. I think about, you, you know, you don't really understand how you are equipped through your lifetime. It's the experiences that allow you to to really gain that confidence. 
yet there's choices, right? We all talk about choices as coaches, and it could have gone a really negative way for me. I could have felt fear. I could have felt doubt. I could have felt a lot of things that I I didn't have family. I didn't have brothers and sisters to guide me or mentor me. Yet I had something inside that knew I had to show up and I had to learn and I had to serve. And I think that was a lot of my family influence, watching them serve our community. I just knew that there was something more within me that I needed to fulfill. I needed to find what that was. And so I kept searching for it. (laughs) I'm still searching for it, but trying to do a better job my whole life in seeing what makes an impact, right? And then learning how to how to show up and do that. Uh-huh. Both seeing what makes an impact, but then learning how to do what it takes. Uh, what I just also heard and saw in you is this um, being the environment around you. You were surrounded by what feels like not a negative environment. And I'm thinking that, yeah, being an only child, you don't have other siblings to learn from and you know, your father is gone early in life. And so that there's uh, there's kind of a void around you is what might have been, but it wasn't. It was uh, good people, good, it sounds like good messages were being given to you. But I also heard one other thing, and that was there was something inside of you, like some kind of determination or some kind of curiosity or destiny was waiting for you. And it was just like so eager to step into it early on. You know, when I was seven years old, there used to be little flyers, pamphlets that would come home uh, from school on Fridays. And one week I brought a flyer home and it said, register for hockey. Now, I don't know why that stood out. But my mom and I, now it's just she and I, it's seven years old, right? And she says, do you want to go? And so that Saturday morning, we went over to the hockey rink, ice hockey, and signed me up. It was an all-boys league. (laughs) (laughs) And I played in that league for 12 years as the only girl, just from one piece of paper that just said, it's open registration. Right. And so my mother never stopped me from doing something that she thought, if it's possible, you should try it. Mm -hmm. And so I really give her a lot of credit because I wouldn't have been able to figure out the resources. I mean, she was a single parent and hockey's an expensive sport. And so we figured out how to get the used equipment and I learned to skate and we figured out how to get to practices twice a week and on Saturdays for games and, and travel and Um, It it was an amazing experience that gave me a lot of confidence of how to socialize with people that weren't like me, right? None of these boys were like me. And yet, I didn't have any fear about that. I enjoyed it. I loved learning. And hockey taught me the strategy behind looking at where the puck is going to be instead of where it is. And so, I just think there are so many things that were already in my DNA. And life just led me down the path to give me those resources to constantly build that other level of confidence up. It's like, well, you don't know what you're learning until you've learned it. Mm-hmm. And then you look back and say, wow, I'm so glad that that happened because it it really gave me another perspective. Mm-hmm. And so, I, you know, there's a lot of people that I, I work with, Doreen, coach and um, 
women and men that are having problems that are moving through work transitions or life transitions. And sometimes it was really hard as I started coaching to get to the point where they were and feeling that fear, that real fear that they have. You talk about speaking fear. Mm -hmm. People have genuine fear where it shuts your body down. And we know this, right? And I don't know. I've experienced that one time when I was eliminated from my, my job at 50 years old and didn't have a plan. And the rest of my life, I think I have just, I have thrived in it. I have stepped in for the challenge. I have looked for the opportunity and never backed down because I took control over it. Yet when that one time when I was eliminated and I felt the panic of, I don't know what decision to make. I don't know what to do next. I feel responsible, right? Um, that put me in the hospital. <laughs> it literally put me in the hospital with a blood pressure of 87 over 40, thinking I was going to die. <laughs> and yet it was the physiological response to stress and fear and anxiety that people go through. And until you go through it, you don't realize how real it is. Uh, and, and that can cause someone to make decisions that they aren't aware of, that they don't want to make, that they are, um, you know, they have to grow through or change or they can have a heart attack, right? But the, the physical stress is real when you have that panic situation. And so I, I really didn't appreciate that until I went through it. And I realized, you know, you can be a conqueror and you can feel like you're conquering the world and that you have a plan. Yet when you don't have the ability to have everything in order the way you see it or the way you want it to be, um, that can that can really that can kill you. <laughs> Right. Unless you have a strategy for it. so And strategy came from one of the lessons early on was with hockey is what you're talking about is that that lesson that you're talking about. You don't know you're learning until you've learned it. There's something I just uh, connected. There, there are dots, I guess you might say. You're talking about having uh, more, I mean, from my guest, you have more initial kind of confidence than a lot of people that I've talked to. You know, you haven't had the kind of fear that holds you back for years. Uh, you just go forward, which is kind of in your, like you say, your DNA and in your character structure. But I'm thinking that when it's just a, a, a thought that when somebody has such tremendous loss so early in life, sometimes it could be debilitating, but Sometimes it it compels somebody to learn some things like I got to learn how to make it through the rest of my life or I've got to learn how to survive tomorrow without the kind of, you know, life I had before. It's like life is totally different. Now I have to move forward. And it just made me appreciate how confidence, I mean, I don't think you went day one after your father died, I am so confident. It's just like, I need to do something here. Is that true? Mm -hmm. I just always felt, I think because there was so much love in our house. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can remember he had, we had monkeys. <laughs> we grew grapes. We had fun. He had motorcycles. And, and we just, those first five years, you know, most of the time you think, well, what do you remember before the age of five? I have a lot of memories. I have a lot of memories. Mm -hmm. And so I cherish those. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's what I want to bring. When I see people that are sad about 
some silly thing. We, We all get upset about silly things, but I think you need to have joy in your heart. You need to find that joy wherever that is, wherever that was. You need to lean on that because it doesn't last forever. But you well, need to there you go. Right? There but you go. Need, there you, you go. To hold it. it doesn't last forever is something that people who are listening could take from somebody who has learned that at five years old. Right? Yeah. It doesn't last forever, but you got a lot, a lot of goodies early on, which is great. I want to talk a little bit about voice through some of what you've been sharing so far. When you think back around, I mean, I know you're talking about confidence and this this challenge that you love to face and move towards. Um, But how do you how do you integrate the thought of voice in there, your your Mm. own voice? Mm. That's a great question, Doreen. You know, I think you have to understand where you want to be first. It's the clarity that comes from doing things in your life to understand that it's your voice and not someone else's. You know, a a lot of people that I coach and that I talk to say, well, I'm doing this because, or I am expected to do this because, or I have responsibilities to do this because. And I think, again, just turning back to the way that I was raised and the things that I was around in my environment, that I learned to speak up for myself. Being an only child, I learned that I didn't have other influences when I had to make decisions of the friends that I hung around. I knew what was right or wrong. And so I stood up for myself. I stood up for the beliefs of the consequences. You know, I'm a generation Xer. (laughs) And so there were lots of things that we we didn't have access to the internet. (laughs) Yet, when your friends ask you to do something, you knew, was that going to be a consequence? And did I want to suffer the consequences? And and so you made choices. And I look back and think, you know, people that know me, I haven't changed since I was little. I haven't changed my personality. I haven't changed my hairstyle. (laughs) I'm the same person I have always been. And a lot of people are like that. But I think that gives you confidence too. not being able, you know, not having to say, well, I'm this person at work and I'm this person at home and I'm this person in front of customers and I'm this person with my friends. I am the same consistent person no matter if I'm asleep and I just wake up in the morning or I have been on a a long speaking engagement or I'm traveling across the world on a vacation. This is what you get. (laughs) I don't change. And I think that makes it makes a difference because you don't have to think about what is your character show up as and what's your integrity and who do you believe you are? You know, I I really am grounded in, I understand what makes me happy. I understand what to stay away from. I understand the toxic people that really affect my, my mood and my attitude. And so I've learned some strategies on how to remove those people from my life because you have to. Mm -hmm. Uh, And you probably have to use, you probably have to use your voice. If you need uh, as one of your strategies to speak <laughs> up, right? You don't just shut the door and don't open it. You uh, and people are standing out there. Well, where'd she go? What happened? What's <laughs> you know? You probably have to. So I'm coming back to using your voice in a way that uh, is a strategy. So is that something that you can talk about? This, yeah, a voice. As a well, um, you know, I think using your voice and being able to have the right communication. 
right? Being able to use the right words, having the right inflection. When I've coached medical sales device teams all over the world, you know, it was how do you use the right language to get the right behaviors or the right sales? If you want to have the right conversation for sales confidence, you have to use the right language, the right voice inflection, the right questions. And so that all comes through, though. If you're not confident in what you're saying and you and you know and you're showing up as yourself, if you're trying to imitate someone else or just memorize a script to get something done and on a checklist or have a difficult conversation, you cannot do that if it's not coming from your heart. So knowing yourself and how you really expect the outcome and what you do see as the outcome, it can help you with that that speech, that confidence, that communication. Uh, so much better and stronger. Um, because you can see when someone walks into a room, right? If they have that confidence and that power and they come in and say, hi, I'm really excited to be here versus hi, I'm really excited to be here. <laughs> you respond to people differently, right? And so it matters. It matters that you can come from your heart and bring it out to people so that so that they can feel you. You know, your voice is your heart. It's just a language. Oh, that is so profound. Your heart (laughs) has a voice and it has a language. And I think that's something that I'll be taking with me today in listening to you. And I'm also really getting that you as a little one, a little, little girl going through your early years and through high school and into on into the life that you've now created for yourself. You have been consistently yourself. It doesn't feel like you had to go through some major transformation to come out and find your voice. It was like, oh, you just had to continue being supported for who you were, which you were. And um, also now it feels like I want to just move into a little bit more because you have been showing us the kind of coach you are and the kind of what you look for and how you help people be more of who they can be. Because in a way, yes, I'm working with people to find their voice because they're, you know, they've held themselves back and to find the, you might call it confidence. But like you said, it's, it's more about being who you truly are, but you have to know who you truly are. And that, that is what I think is a message too that I'm taking today. You just have to stay so focused, Doreen. Some people may say, oh, that's selfish, thinking about yourself. And yet personal growth and personal development, it really changes you. It gives you that clarity that it's not the noise of what marketing companies think you should be or what your family tells you you should be or what your best friend is going out and achieving. It doesn't doesn't hold that worry or that fear or that stress over your head. You just go, I'm competing with myself and I know that I need to be better. I need to improve every day. And so you hold that bar, you know, really close and you say, well, am I impacting? That's how I gauge myself. How many more lives can I impact today? Can I make them feel better about themselves, better about the work that they do, better about the communication and the teams that they're building, better about the strategy that they're using in their community to make it a better place? That's really what I care about. And that's what my family cared about for years. (laughs) And so I just go, I know this is my purpose and I'm in alignment with where I am and what God really created me to do. So it feels just right. It just feels right. And when you get that right, 
it fits like a glove and you don't have to question. When you say yes to something, I know it's 100% in my heart to show up and do. Well, total alignment. That's what you're talking about. Head, heart, gut, (laughs) all of it together. And I have something that I uh, call essence appreciation when I work with people and looking for what is that quality inside of uh, people because it's it's usually different, but I do know that everybody has some jewel that radiates outward. You know that it's it's like a beam, like a beautiful beam inside of everyone, and I see that in you, and I hear it in your voice. There's a kind of a resonance, a joy that's I don't know, Melanie, just like joy to be alive. <laughs> I am, you know, I am joyful all the time, not every day. <laughs> Not when we didn't have hot water. (laughs) But it just matters. Your attitude of of how you see the world is really important. And, you know, I I think what the work that you do, Doreen, is to help people with that confidence. And that's where it starts. If, If people can gain that in their life and they can just settle in and not be nervous about what they are getting ready to do to communicate, either a sales pitch to a big medical device company or a research doctor that they've never met. It's always that first engagement. You know, people say the first, what is it? The first seven seconds, people make a decision about whether they can trust you, whether they like you, whether they want to have a conversation with you. So if you don't know what to say, or you're looking down, or you don't know how to enter a room that you're not familiar with, that's critical to the success in your life. And so those little things, they matter. Well, I was going to ask you to say a few last words, but those are wonderful <laughs> last <laughs> words. And the image I have is, and what I hope listeners will uh, take right now, is that entering any place, any environment, if your heart has open, you know, there's energy, open, uh, bright energy as as you move into a new arena, then that's that's so attractive. And you could call it confidence. I mean, I, I, I think you could be, I still think you could be nervous and have the, the feel that your heart is leading you into a, any situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You get butterflies. You know, when I get asked to speak, Doreen, I was asked to step in for the governor's wife this year at a luncheon. She was sick. And at the last moment on the way to the event, I was, I received a phone call and they said, could you step in today? <laughs> I had no idea I was coming to, to attend lunch. And yet the whole topic was living your passion. And so I didn't, I didn't have to think about it. I mean, I've spoken a lot to groups, yet it was an opportunity for me to take, a, you know, what was in my heart for 20 minutes in front of 130 women and provide this keynote luncheon. And it filled my heart more than you'll ever know. Like that was the pivotal point this year. For me to have that opportunity. Yet I just showed up, right? I didn't say no. I was excited, not nervous. And I knew that if I was consistent in my character, I could deliver a message that I wanted other people to learn. And that's what I did. And so I just keep doing that. You know, it's not easy. I just keep doing it and it keeps getting clear. What do I need to say? Who's my audience, right? And what can they take away from it? And so it's just been a blessing. You know, it's been a blessing. If I would stand back in the crowd thinking that I really am an introvert, I really would prefer to be in the back of the room listening. Mm -hmm. Yet when I've stepped up and showed up, 
I've gotten so much more fulfillment in my life. And so I, that's what I want to encourage your listeners to do is just learn how to stand up and show up. Ooh, great last words. Stand, stand up and show up and uh, speak from your heart. Thank you so much, Melanie. I'll have in the show notes how they could uh, contact you, but maybe just one quick, is it your email or what would be the easiest way? Uh, you can go to my website, everydayleaders.com because we build better leaders every day. Thank you. Thank you for being with us today for this episode of Find Your Voice, Change Your Life. Each person during interviews shares what has helped them find their voice. You can learn from these guests and find your voice so you can be confident to speak up and speak out. And remember to download Doreen's free seven-step guide to fearless speaking at Doreen7steps.com. We hope you enjoyed the show and we'll return next time. Until then, goodbye for now.